Hello, I'm inviting you into this A Gabrielle exclusive. May your heart be inspired by real people, right intentions, and raw emotion. Keep the conversation going by following A.Gabrielle exclusives on Instagram. Hello, thank you for joining us this week. I am here, privileged to be with Leon and Sharina. They are fitness instructors here at SMU. Um, question for y'all. About to walk into a room, what is the song that plays before you make your entrance? Go first. Me? <laughs> um, Bossy by Khalees. Okay, that's a little throwback right there. <laughs> yeah, I'm very, yeah, I get like that sometimes. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that. So I have to go a little further back and, and, and use P-Funk. That's just a timeless, my song. That's my song, so... Yeah. That, that might be a little further back before that's, that's me. Before your time, huh? <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think for me, you know, this song changes from time to time, day to day. Right now, I'm feeling um, the song by Mary J. Blige, Just Fine. Like, you know, I don't need to change my life. Everything is good. Um, so that's what I think would play if I were to walk into a room today. <laughs> but that's not why we're here. Um, let's jump into some conversation. Um, tell me a little bit about yourselves, where you're born, raised, what your educational background is, um, if you're from Dallas, how you ended up here. Just give me a quick rundown of your life. You want me to go first? Sure, go ahead. So I was born here in Dallas, or, or Garland. Oh, you're from Garland? Yeah. I'm from Garland. Garland. Okay. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> South Garland High School. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, I went to, I left high school, went to TSU, so I moved to Houston. And I think I was there maybe 17 years before I came back. Yeah. Um, what else? What else? Did you think there's some similarities between Houston and Dallas? Like, yeah. I hear that a lot, and there are people like, no, Houston's better, Dallas is better. Like, No, it's the same. The, the, the same great minds that made Dallas made Houston, it would seem. Like, it's, the city's laid out the same just about. That's good. Yeah, nothing's different. How was your experience at TSU? It was good. So TSU is an all-black university, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> when I was growing up, Garland was not all-black. Right. <laughs> yeah. As it is not now. It's Still? not now. It's not now, but it, it's it's way closer to that than it was when I was there. Mm-hmm. So, so was going to TSU like a culture shock for you, or you no, felt like you was, was with excited. your family? I was excited to 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 go to a school where I was the majority. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And it was it was an experience, yeah. It, it, it was different. What did you study while you were there? Biology. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm a science nerd. That's cool. Or I, I like to think of myself that way. What brought you back to Dallas? Uh, life. Yeah. <laughs> Finances and life. I came back with, what, three children? <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Seventeen years is a long time. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. I at that point I just had to start my life over. So yeah, I just went back to the beginning, like where I was from. How has Dallas treated you since you've been back? Oh, it's good. It's good. I, you know, I didn't want to come back because it mm. really was like a starting over experience for me. So. You know, when I first got here, it was like, oh, man, what am I doing here? Yeah. But then I met her. 
<laughs> and yeah, you knew why you did, were here. It really did. Kind of like, yeah, I, I had a different perspective on life. And we had her and just, yeah. Now you know why it's, you came. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think the first, what, three years I was here, it's like I'm moving back to Houston. I just, you know, everything yeah. is just in plans to get back there. But right. no, I wouldn't go back now. I mean, to visit something, uh-huh. but I wouldn't be interested in moving or relocating. No, I think that's good. Um, I'm definitely a believer that everything happens for a reason. So, you know, you know why you came back. But now I think, you know, full circle. You're right, right. Right. <laughs> so what about you, Sharina? Tell me a little bit about your story. I'm from Dallas. Okay. I'm born and raised here. Like Dallas, Dallas. Yes, Dallas. Okay. Pleasant Grove. Okay. <laughs> um, and back and forth, uh, North Dallas, too. But when, but that was younger, my later, uh, later years were in Pleasant Grove. Um, Skyline High School, I graduated from there. Um, I went to Nacogdoches for a year after high school, to Stephen F. Austin for mm-hmm. a year, and um, came back after that year. How was that year for you? What was it like? Because that is not a <laughs> you know, TSU experience. It's not. Um, it was It was fun, but uh, I, it was... It was an experience to be away. I, mm-hmm. I've been kind of babied, I guess, mm-hmm. a lot. I am the baby girl, so Makes sense. that and I just like I need to get away because I'm always dependent upon, and they look for me to do this or be here, and I'm like, well, I need to spread my wings. Yeah, but I did want to go to school. I went there and I experienced um, to be on to be on my own more, but mm-hmm. I did have my cousin. We were roommates, <laughs> and I had um, a couple other friends that I had um, with me there. And it was just us four, me, my cousin Jennifer, Sharae, and Tori. But um, after that year, came back home. I had uh, my oldest, my first uh, born, and I stayed home. I did try to go back to school a few times, but hey. Yeah. You know, things happen. Um, had another one. And after, you know, things, I had uh, two kids when I met him. And <laughs> so we don't want to tell you our school experience because we want to encourage you to stay. Yes. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just... Yes. Yes. Everybody's experience. I would still, you know, try to go. Just, uh, I would say if you can go, if you want to go, do it. If you can. Go for it. Yeah. You know, um, if, if you know, I could right now. I'm not saying I just can't, but, you know, just depends. I will go. Yeah. Life. No, I definitely think that college is important, but I also think that it's not always the only way to, right. you know, be successful or achieve your dreams. And so I definitely think that is an important perspective to share. Sometimes life hits you with things that you didn't see coming exactly. and yeah. you got to be able to be resilient, hop back up and redirect yourself. Right. So would you all just thinking back on your childhood experiences growing up, um, are there any experiences that you would recount as transformative or really pivotal in your life and kind of who you've become today? Well, I guess just growing up, um, period, I, I, I'm always a quiet one, or I do things, I did things, um, just to 
I guess keep the peace. Mm-hmm. And for a long time, I never really knew what would make me happy. And I was just like, whatever, you know, I'm fine. And I was accepting of a lot of things. Um, people do take advantage of you. And I guess as I got older, um, probably like in my 20s, I was like, you know, I got to make a change. What do I like? What do I want? And um, I started thinking from there. And I started doing what I wanted to do. And I became, became more happy. Plus, I had kids. So yeah. everything started to change. I was like, I have to do something. I'm not really just in a, you know, mentally, well, not that I was going crazy or anything, but I wanted to be happy, but I couldn't give my kids what they needed if I wasn't right. Right. So I had to rethink and start back with me and do what I wanted to do. Of course, people don't like that. They, you, you say no to them because I couldn't say, I couldn't say no to people. Mm. And I started being able to say no more, a little bit more. And they confused. And then, right. And then, like, they think you're wrong. And I was like, well, no. <laughs> and then when I met him, he's made me a lot stronger. So mm-hmm. he let me, uh, he showed me that I can still say no. And it's okay to not do things or go here or be in this presence of everybody. And you really don't want to go. And especially with kids. I mean, I have other things I really have to do. Obligation, so I didn't feel, yeah. yeah, they make you feel guilty for not doing the coming. I'm like, well, I really just don't want to go. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, I just started changing, doing things that I wanted to do and just saying no more. And he, he's, you helped out a lot. <laughs> do you feel. think that that changed any of your relationships with your family? At first, it, it did. How did you deal with that? Because I think, like, you know, we grow up, we're very close to our family. We don't want to disappoint. Right. And then when you kind of start to figure out who you are, your identity, that can cause some friction. At first, I kept my distance. And I just, um, you know, I'll say hi every now and then. I just really kept a lot of distance away. Um, As time passed, um, because they know me. They still know me. They know my heart. And they realized that, hey, she's happy where she is. She has him, mm-hmm. and she's fine. She has her kids. That's just how she's living her life. That's what she wants to do. And they saw that even with the change, I'm a happier person than I used to be. So uh, they laid they laid uh, back on it and started being more accepting of my life. That's good. We, we talk now. We, <laughs> we're more involved in, in talking. I talk to them a lot, my, everybody, so. You see, she goes so deep in, like, what was the question? (laughs) (laughs) The question is just about any uh, significant or transformative experiences that you encounter as a child that, or as you were growing up, that impacted you today or has influenced who you are today. Mm, Okay. So, uh, let me me try to get something for real. Because I I don't even, you know, I'm thinking about the last question. I was like, I'm listening to her and I'm like, I didn't even answer it, did I? It was like, it was an experience. Yeah. So, yeah, so let me say, uh, back to the college thing. TSU Uh was like a party school. Mm -hmm. So I went there, um, what, maybe like six years or something, five, six years. And I kept changing my major and it just like, no focus. Was it because you didn't have like guidance or you didn't know what you like? No guidance, or? no focus. I was young, immature. Like I graduated when I was 17 and went straight to school. Yeah. Like, what do you want to do with the rest of your life? I have no idea. So every year it changed. So just so I, you know, actually answer that question and I like, yeah, it was just an experience. So, um, forming who I am today. So, 
my family growing up, I had a pretty normal childhood, I, I consider. Okay, tell us about normal yeah, to you. That, normal, every you know, just every day. Nothing, nothing spectacular, like nothing that just like was like a big event or I think now my family is is the majority of them are overweight mm-hmm. and like diet is terrible and things like that. So there were health issues and things like that that I saw mm-hmm. as as when I was young that probably made me how I am today as far as being into fitness. And, yeah. Yeah. But it just, uh, yeah, I had a normal childhood, like nothing. You have siblings? I have one sister, five years older than me. Did y'all grow up close? Or relatively close? As, as close as you can be for her being five, five years, years older. Something. Yeah. So, yeah, we were close up until she left for school. So, thinking about growing up, um, obviously an integral part of that is school. So, going, uh, being a part of Garland ISD, what was that school experience like for you? Did you have any teachers or administrators who impacted you, like, positively or negatively? Or what was that like for you? It, it was both negative and positive. Like I said, um, there were very few black people in Garland at mm-hmm. that time. So, you know, when I was at school, I was... In the class, in the school, it was maybe ten of us. Or something, you know, yeah. So, in the and, and of course, in my class, I'm always like, yeah. the lone guy in there. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, it, and times were different. I'm I'm what? How old am I now? Forty five. Almost. So I'm forty something. You know what I mean? So uh-huh. times were very different. I've, I've seen enough to have seen some change. So, you know, and it's just the same thing as with anybody. The, the, I, there were a couple of teachers I know that kind of believed in me when I didn't believe in myself. That's good. And yeah, that that was a, a, a really positive influence. I, and I of course I still remember them. And yeah, there were there were teachers that didn't necessarily treat me equally. Mm-hmm. And and at that how'd you respond time, to that? Uh, I was I I was a rebel. Mm-hmm. Like I fought back. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I had issues. <laughs> but yeah, I was justified in a lot of things. So I didn't get into a lot of trouble per se. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I did. Okay. Yeah, I did. But <laughs> yeah, a lot of the stuff was it was it, people were being unfair towards me. And, and you I knew that respond. wasn't right. Right, and yeah. I would respond in an immature way, like a kid would, mm-hmm. you know. But yeah, it was a different time, and people were getting away with a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So how did you, what changed? You just, like, time had its way what with changed you? with me? Yeah, like, to where I don't you know that respond. I've changed that much. Oh, really. okay. Come on, man. I, I don't know that I've changed that much. Like, <clears throat> I deal with a lot of people on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm grown now, so I kind of I can choose. I don't work for anybody. Like mm-hmm. we work here, but like we choose to do this. Like right. we, we independently contract with SMU or whoever we we're with. Like I'm doing what I want to do, so I kind of create my own space around me. So I don't have to be like a rebel or militant because I've kind of cre- I tried to create my own little world. Yeah, you know what I mean, or you just invited people to be a part of that. Yeah, yeah. So, but just dealing with just general public, not not yeah. much has changed with me. Like I, you know, I'm who I always was. 
So how do you respond to, like, I would say racism or racist comments or prejudice that you encounter? Because as a black man in America, I'm sure that you are not, you know, just oblivious to the things that happen here. So how do you respond to those things today? So I've changed the way I respond in, 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 in regards to... So when I was young, if, like everybody says... The N word. Mm-hmm. Everybody, every culture. When I yes. was young, you didn't. Like if you were not in my skin tone, yeah, you, you didn't say it. Like it, you really, we really did fight over that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, people do and say things to kind of trigger you, right? And so nowadays, when you have. I mean, you know, you could be sitting in your house playing video games or whatever, and the cops could come in and shoot you on accident and pretty down. much yeah. get away with it. So, I mean, you have to take a different approach and, and, and smarten up. <laughs> you no, know what I, I mean? That's so, the name of the game at this point. Yeah. So sometimes people try to provoke you, and, and, and yeah, I'll let more kind of in a sense slide, but I, I'm just smarter about the way I react. Cause I gotta stay around now. Like I got these little ones. Yeah, <laughs> you, know? you got a, an extra reason to live. Right. Now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you're young, you're like whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, when they came around, I had to start changing my the way I thought. No, that's good. What would I tell them to do? Mm, in yeah. that situation. So uh, yeah, and I struggle with it. Like yeah. <laughs> it's hard. It seems, sometimes it seems like there's no win like it's always a loss no matter what you do one thing I asked him was about his school experience um, I feel as though yours was probably very different growing up in Dallas Independent School District would you say that or at least diversity wise um, would you say that you had any teachers administrators principals that impacted you positively or negatively uh or what was it what was it like to go to school in Dallas I see <laughs> well I just really didn't like I wasn't I just stayed to myself I wasn't into anything um I didn't have like uh hang around in big crowds or were popular people so I wasn't popular I didn't talk to a lot of people um I pretty much was just like I'm just gonna do my stuff graduate and get on out yeah um I I mean I don't know the only um my elementary years um were more I, I got a lot more out of those Mm. And mainly in the early years, uh, I was at um, KB Pope in um, North Dallas, mm-hmm. and that we had it was a lot more black teachers. Okay, okay, and so I'm some saying, cultural relevancy. Yeah, and I, I learned a lot more as for not just uh, educate like what is it educational wise, more than just that. Um, it was more we learned to be more grounded there, and. It's just a closer knit. We did more um, hands-on things. It was more you were more privileged if, if you did good or something. You you were more rewarded there, mm. and we just learned to appreciate the fact of good hard work, and we we just learned some real stuff there. Versus, not saying I didn't learn anything when I moved out to Pleasant Grove. I did. It was just my old my I was older then, and the school was just. It was just school. Yeah. I mean, we still learn. Um, I, I didn't, it was, everybody was friends. I mean, it's, you know, we had Hispanics, Blacks, Whites. It was more mixed at the schools I went to. So everybody just kind of played with everybody. It wasn't really nothing. 
Nothing like intentionally hurtful going right. on. I got picked on. I got picked on because <laughs> from mainly girls and some guys, especially when I couldn't stand it because of how I'm, I look, how I'm built. Mm. I, I'm naturally, um, I guess, muscular or whatever. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I got picked on with, about that a lot um, as a kid. Like in a joking way or in a way that's like intentional, intentionally hurtful? Intentionally hurtful. So did that impact? I mean, like, kids they joke, but at the same time they there's some seriousness yeah, behind the LOL, right? The girls and the guys would say stuff to me. And how did that impact like your self image or your body image? How you saw yourself? <clears throat> I didn't like it. <clears throat> I wore pants all the time. I wore long sleeves all the time. Um, I didn't necessarily wear anything to show any parts of my body and sometimes yeah. but it was hot okay we in Texas sometimes <laughs> I wear shorts yeah and then as soon as I hear something oh you got some big calves I'm like, okay I'm wearing pants tomorrow it's gonna be hot but, <laughs> right I wouldn't wear dresses um and I just but as I got older I learned to old only adults would compliment me and I was like well you you don't count <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be like but you know being an adult now I see and I was like, you know what? I'm loving this. You know, now I have kids, so I have to work at it a little bit more. It's just not going to be as natural. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah, it was kind of, I was just a little picked on a little bit. But like, See, I was the chubby kid. Like, I played sports, but I was like Were you like chubby. a lineman or like the linebacker on the football team? I played basketball. I, I was running back when I played football. Okay. I played basketball, but, I, like, I was very active and, you know, in a sense, athletic, but I didn't have that build. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know, I worked harder, I thought, than everybody else. And like, man, I'm still like, just it's too short and too wide. <laughs> you know, is that what you heard in school? Not really. Uh, or is that like how you viewed yourself? That's, I think that's just me. Mm-hmm. Probably nobody. I, I I wouldn't pick them on or anything like that. Yeah. They, you weren't having it. They were scared. Of him. <laughs> they were scared of him, probably. But yeah, I, I, I knew I was like. I mean, I could look at the, you know. Mm-hmm. He like we doing the same. We doing the same way. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm doing extra stuff after school. Like y'all are chilling. What is going on? Yeah. So. Leah, you have the people, the listeners can't see this, but you're like bald headed, you got like the braided, like up beard. Like, have you always looked like this, or where did, where did this look come from? Well, I don't grow hair on my head, so <laughs> it started growing thin, so I cut that off. Like, how old were you when you decided, so you was, know what, we done with this hair? Uh, I was young, I was in my 20s, mm. and it was just getting thin, and it was like. I'd always had like a lot of hair and then it just wasn't growing like the r- right way. <laughs> and I yeah. Was, yeah. I just made that decision. Like I got to cut it. Um, the beard, when I had my first son, I started growing my beard. Okay. And he used to hold on to it like when I would hold him. Yeah. For balance. And yeah, I just started growing. So you cut it? I cut it because I cut it because I, I, I was working real estate. Mm, okay. All right. And it wasn't this long when I met him. The way people, okay. you know, when you're in a certain business, the way you look matters. Right. So you will make more or less money depending on how you look in that industry. So, yeah, I cut the beard to make more money in that industry. Mm. 
So now that you've grown it back, I have two questions, but we're going to ask this one first. Now that you've grown it back, do you feel like how people see you or how they respond to you, whether you're out in public, grocery stores, whatever, is different based on how you look or your physical oh, appearance? absolutely. People judge you by the way you look. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> every day, everybody does it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um kids they look at them they're just like i forget that i have it you know <laughs> it's nothing to me. me yeah and people yeah i'm like what is it if we young little kids at? will be toddlers they just like some of them just think they get excited some of them just and they i like this to be <laughs> right they love it or they just think it's something they're like wow i've never seen this before right right and it just you know, life is just crazy. So the Aladdin movie came out, and everybody's like, Aladdin, and, okay. you oh, know. Will Smith. Yeah. Right, so it, it's just, it's just what people think. So I, I, I'm sure there's people that look at me like, oh, my goodness, look at this guy. Uh-huh. You know, uh, one year, my niece, my niece, who I love dearly, she just got uh, in, uh, a full scholarship to Baylor Law. Wow. She was young and she saw it and she was like, that's so ghetto. <laughs> yeah, I went off like, yeah, <laughs> you get out of your mind. Like, it, it, it's just everybody reacts different. But yeah, they do. They judge you how you look. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. So, I don't know with my end, with the industry we're in now, it may work to my advantage. So like I teach yeah. kickboxing type classes and people are nobody about okay. to forget you. Like, <laughs> right, you describe like, him a little. What's yeah. his class? I don't know his name, but he's a ball head. Right, like, like, right. Oh, his class has six. <laughs> yeah, but once again, it wouldn't work for real estate. Mm -hmm. So you just never know. You know, I walk in. So if I go to Seven Eleven at night, one person is maybe like, "Hey, I love that beard." Yeah, you know, and then somebody may be looking at me like, "Yo, I better go." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. So, but definitely, everybody has an opinion. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. So, to you, how would you describe what it means to be a black man in America today? What it means. Uh, so not to get into all kinds of different ideologies and, and, and things like that, but um, uh, that's a lot to say about yeah. that. Um, it's a loaded question. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> so we're here, and you know, I think for most of us, how we got here or our, our heritage is is a mystery. Mm -hmm. So. It's difficult to say what it means, you know, to be black in America. Yeah, it's a loaded question, okay? Because, like, if I'm just really describing myself, I wouldn't describe myself as black. Okay. Just because that word, I think, has been put on us culturally. Okay. Um, How would you I describe, describe myself as African-American? Like, I, I just, you know, I, I feel like we're in... So, I, I believe that the, the slave trade has been exaggerated okay and the fact is that there were many of us here in this land mm -hmm. to begin with okay and so most of us that are here they will call ourselves black we have some african blood you know from this because i'm not saying the slave trade didn't happen mm -hmm. but there's also the indigenous blood of the people that were here right already you know so i mean we're here to be a black man here is like your place. 
you're where you're supposed to be. You own this. You built this. You were here before anybody, you know? Yeah. But how many of us know that? Like, it's one of the biggest secrets mm -hmm. that's out there. So, yeah, it's difficult to say, like, what it means. Yeah. For each individual, I guess it would mean something different. Right. But yeah, like, this is, um, yeah, this is home. Like, this is where, as far back as I can find my lineage, you know what I mean? Where the bloodline of my family was. Gotcha. So, yeah. Sharina, what about you? Your everyday experiences, um, like, you're here, you got, like, the natural hair, like, which is a more popular thing, I would say, now than maybe it was five, ten years ago. Because, um, you know, we have this perm phase and everybody's natural, so, like, Existing here in America as a black woman, like, what has your experience been? Or what does that mean to you? Uh, well, what I, I've been natural for a long time. I didn't even know it was, like, something okay. going on at first, when I first started. Mm -hmm. Until, um, not like, a few years ago. And I was like, okay, natural. People are actually, now it's, it's cool. something. But I think, yeah, it's a fad now. I was like, so you're just doing it because of yeah. what reason? Right. It's a fact. Now you're going to buy a natural wig. <laughs> you, just, <laughs> you know, you go a little bit too far with the natural stuff. But, you know, um, still, you know, black women, you know, they like to. And I understand we want to look nice, and, and but we, we got too many costumes. Not me. <laughs> oh, I'm, not, I'm just saying as black women, yeah. there are too many costumes. And you got to. They're just a lot of them are not accepting of themselves yet. They call they want to holler out, Oh, I'm the queen. And so, so what is that? What is the queen? Let's go back, you know, or you know, they define this stuff. Everybody could have been a king, you know, if that's how, yeah. So just use these words and terms to make themselves to build themselves up because they they're costumes <laughs> or what they how do you say it build or they do build themselves i'm oh, sorry no you're <laughs> you know fine. i mean you know not you know they add things add on you know what i'm saying yeah but, you know you gotta be accepting of yourself are you really happy with that you know because then that's a lot of work yeah so it's a lot of work you know and and you gotta <clears throat> but you know that's accepting of in, in other areas, I guess, maybe in their workplaces mm -hmm. or something like that. I choose to be able to do what I can do, what I want to do, and how I want to do it. You can accept that or not. So what I do every day, in everyday life, how I look, how I dress, it's, it's fine. It's, it's good. It goes with my life. And I want to have to be something that I don't want, that I'm not, and add on just to be a, accepted. Yeah. You know? So... Um, yeah, I just wish, uh, women just kind of, black women, mm -hmm. just kind of be more accepting of themselves and, and not use these terms or these, I'm a queen this, I'm a queen that, but you have an attitude. Yeah. Like, you know, like, like a demon or something. <laughs> I mean, I don't, it's just not how you're supposed to act. You know, they have these attitudes mm -hmm. called the black woman attitude. But are you really all right with that? It's just your way of trying to <laughs> defend what's going on in your life. Right. But 
you have to, you know, you have to be a certain way, you know, really as a woman. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, I can say a lot, but it'll get into a whole lot more stuff. So, so it sounds like kind of like what both of you have said is you've expressed like the value of finding a career that aligns with who you are personally and being able to be your authentic self. Because I know you mentioned like the real estate and how you cut your beard so that you could actually make money and people wouldn't be like, no, we're not buying a house from him. Um, and now you mentioned like how you all operate essentially like your business in your like yourself so that you can exist in a way that is authentically you. Oh, yeah. I love all of that. Yeah. It's, it's, I, <clears throat> I, I saw my dad do that, you know, go to a job that he hated day in, day out. And then, like, you know, they forced him into retirement early just after all this dedication. Yeah, no, not for me. Yeah. And even with real estate, because when I was in real estate, I I was a sales agent for two years and then I got my broker's license. Like, I was set out to work for myself. Like, I'm unemployable. Like, I cannot have a boss. Mm -hmm. The second somebody, like, tries to manage me or something like that, it's... It's done. So, yeah, you sacrifice the creature comforts. The, the only thing that really entices you to not pursue your dreams is financial gain somewhere else. Yeah. Well, normally. So, yeah, I, I put all of that aside just to, to be myself. Because, you know, I more than wanting to be rich, I want to be happy. Like, I don't... Yeah. <laughs> I just want to be happy. And it doesn't matter what I have or what's going on. At the end of the day, I just want to be happy. That's my, that's the goal, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think mean, that's everybody's goal. They just, you know, some right. people taking a little bit longer to get there. Right, right, right. To figure out exactly who I am and what I want to be and how do I get there and how do I become okay with me. Right. Yeah, that's right. Thanks for tuning in while the conversation was flowing. Follow A.Gabrielle exclusives on Instagram and the conversation can keep going. I post once a week. Make sure you subscribe so you can stay up and catch this weekly vibe. Let's go.